Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Uh, Lord, thank you for bringing Zach and I here together today uh, for another episode of this podcast. Um, please pierce our intellects, um, inspire our words, inspire our conversation. And Mother Mary, please watch over us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, welcome. So it's been a while since uh, we dropped uh, last podcast episode. Schools picked up a lot. College got pretty hectic. It's been a really good semester so far. Um, but yeah, today I brought uh, my roommate. He's back, Zachary Rothamer. So uh, yeah. Welcome, welcome, Zach. Well, thank you for having me, Luke. It's good to be back. No, you're dang right it is. Okay, so for today's podcast episode, I thought that we could talk about a topic that has come up a lot recently, um, just in books I've read, podcasts I've heard, or even just um, readings at Mass, just all those things. And so it's the topic of chastity. And so I wanted to start off with a quote that I read in a book I actually just finished it yesterday. It's called Pure Manhood by Jason Everett. I'm going to be quoting it a lot today. But um, the quote is, until a man knows he's a man, he'll be trying to prove that he is one. So, Zach, my question to you is, what does it mean to be a man, both to you, and then what is society's impression of what it means to be a man? Those are two very um, distinct questions, I think, because so... I try to base my manhood off of Christ um, because he obviously is the uh, <clears throat> the perfect man. Uh, God wanted to show us what it means to be a perfect man, right? Obviously, we can't reach that ideal. However, um, by, I think, just living a Christian life, um, we can come pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, and the, the reason I want to draw a distinction with what society thinks is that there, we have this whole toxic masculinity issue yeah. that's extraordinarily prevalent. And it's, it's very almost demonic on its front because what this movement is advocating is all aspects of masculinity, the good, the bad, everything about being a man is bad. Specifically, when you are very manly, right? So, you know, we do. There are issues that arise, right? You you should show emotion, right? You sh- it's not good to just quell everything, but of course, there's a time and a place. Um, but just labeling the more stoic, um, masculine trait as bad, you're stripping men of everything that it needs to be a man, and that's, I think, part of what leads to this gender confusion that we have. So it's um, kind of like a, like a D it, it kind of demasculates exactly. like manhood. Well, that's the point of it is, yeah, it's just everything that is masculine is inherently bad. Yeah. And I mean, kind of going off of that, like, I think a big part of manhood is not only acting like kind of acting like a gentleman, but also like in that being, I mean, as the podcast is about, like living a chaste lifestyle and it's kind of just like keeping your mind like your heart like even your words pure and like your intentions with other people pure and so i mean like simply put 
like what would what would you say chastity is Ooh. like at the core just like a simple definition a simple definition of chastity Ooh, i think you you may have actually nailed it right there is keeping your mind and your heart pure um and your body for that matter so mind heart and body pure because one thing that people don't realize is that even in marriage you have to be chaste right you can't be just constantly having sex say yeah and you can't be eyeballing other people outside the marriage either um and there are times when if you were the husband and your wife probably is not in a good place to be having sex so you have to maintain a certain level of chastity i remember uh in rome one of the lectures we went to uh, on the silent retreat one of our yeah, professors yeah. said that uh in a marriage, you have to love your wife enough to not have sex with her, which stuck with me because I think that it's very contrary to what the modern world views as relationships. Yeah, because I mean, there's not. I mean, in the modern view, there's not. <laughs> there's not much chastity involved. It's kind of just yeah. like a. It's a free for all. It's yeah. It's I don't want to say a battle royale. That sounds horrible, but it's <laughs> it's just kind of like a you. It's like to be to be like a man to be like the alpha. You kind of, I don't want to say act like a player, but you pretty much have to be, it's the biggest player wins, which is kind of a shame. And so, I mean, the, like the modern lens typically like looks down on chastity and it sees as like, like if you're a virgin, you're not normal or like it's, it's, which, I mean, we had talked about this, um, like two days ago, it was, it was in the book, um, pure manhood. He had mentioned that he took a poll of about a thousand uh, college and high school girls and he asked the question he was like so some some guys are scared to admit that they're a virgin what would what would you say if you met a guy who was a virgin or what would you think of that and all the girls i think it was literally 995 out of the 1000 said it would make that person more attractive to them one of the comments i mean i hate using this word to describe a person but she was like oh i think that'd be so hot and i was like i was like oh <laughs> I think that's pretty, I mean, but, but like, it's true. It's like the modern lens says that it's not attractive, but like being chaste, like holiness is attractive and being a chaste man, being a chaste woman is, I mean, it's essential to living at a Catholic lifestyle and just a pure life. So like what, like what challenges do you think both men and women face in today's world? Like what challenges do you think are prevalent? Well, I mean, aside from just the innately, uh, animalistic traits that we possess being human right yeah. sort of this underlying desire um aside from that we then have a society which tells us that it is perfectly acceptable if not admirable to be very loose uh play about experiment yeah. discover what you like you know all these very uh, these things that at the time i think that the different the two letters to the corinthians um actually speak about you know life in Corinth quite well and I think it's very uh, similar to our own times yeah um, and that's how you get sort of the eternal relevance of you know scripture uh, so I think St. Paul can help us out here but the biggest problem is probably just that that society now as a whole is saying go for it you know experience what you will yeah, like, I think that loose mentality, I mean, it leads to stuff, not to get, like, too too dark, but, it, like, I mean, it leads to stuff like porn, masturbation, 
like sex before marriage it's just like i mean that reminded me like there i remember i think it was when i was a junior a junior in high school i remember um so i used to be a runner this was in the off season so i was waiting to be no i was a sophomore at the time i was waiting to be picked up from school um and there are these guys in like the courtyard there was one guy who he like literally like, he came up to me and said like he was like watching porn on his phone or like he's about to start watching he's like hey do you want to watch it and i was just like i was shocked because i was like i was like i'm at a catholic high school and here's a kid like he's asking me to watch i mean i was like i was like like no like that's that's disgusting and i just kind of like walked away but i was just like i mean it stuck with me for like four or five years now just like how like how like when society becomes that loose and you let kind of like satan infiltrate like the adults it'll then infiltrate the kids and it's just like it's a disaster because it's like a never-ending cycle and it's just like repeats over and over again i think like the sin of lust plays a big role in that and just lusting after women like there was um there's a quote that i saw it was like when a person's ever struggling with lust like a simple prayer that they can make is uh lord let me see so like in a guy's case it'd be like lord let me see her as you see her Mm. and it's like you're appreciating a woman like as as a guy like you're appreciating a woman for her beauty as a created being as like a child of god and not just for her body but like modern society wants to warp like warp it and make it like you appreciate a woman based on like her body based on like her appearance solely and it's just like you don't really care about the internal qualities of a woman which like i mean for me like like honestly i care more about obviously i want to be attracted to a girl but like i care more about what's on the inside like like if, is she caring is she loving like yeah is she like ultimately most important like a good catholic well like i yeah and it's just like like that's more important for me well one of the questions you should be asking yourself too is like would if you're dating say um would i want this woman to raise my children yeah and i think i think that's a good like that's a really good point to make because it's like obviously like especially when you're first dating you shouldn't be like thinking in your head there's like a tendency especially at at our school like there's the whole ring by spring culture where it's like you you look at a girl and it's like i'm gonna marry this woman or like like it's like right off the bat where it's like you like barely even know her like you just went on like one date with her but it's like obviously you should have like a little bit of a sense in that mind where it's like especially as we're getting older now it's like like can i actually like is this a woman that i'd be willing to like actually like settle down with like can I trust this with like like that kind of stuff? And so I think even then, like we talked about like being chased outside of relationships, like keeping yourself pure. In the case of your called to marriage, that like you're pure for the person you're supposed to end up with. Like I'd say even in relationships, like especially in dating, is it's like you need to keep yourself pure for the sake of your girlfriend and you need to keep her pure because like if y'all break up and like you're not the one she's supposed to end up with, like she should still be pure for the person she's supposed to end up with. And like, I think there's definitely like a, I don't want to say like a, a tendency of like pride on some guys' parts, even on some girls' parts in relationships to like kind of, kind of want to try to like take that purity away or like to like keep it for themselves. But it's, I mean, like, like it's the whole like concept, like it's something, something paired closely to chastity is love. And what is love? Love is the constant denial of oneself mm-hmm. to will the good of another. And it's like, to will the good of another, you have to be willing to detach yourself, to be willing to like let go and like self-control 
mm. is extremely important and being chaste and also just like being a good man like treating women with respect treating other guys with respect it's just i think it's a big like a big component so like what do you think like what do you think are ways that like men and women can better face challenges that they struggle with chastity so like how can a guy or like a girl overcome like the tendency of wanting to have sex before marriage or like if they're struggling with porn like stuff like that like how how do you think that they could overcome that i think there are a lot of different little bits there um so taking porn for example um it is unreal how many people struggle with this yeah um and it's unreal how many people use it but don't realize that it's wrong um specifically younger and younger children it's extremely concerning um and if i mean it'll obviously people talk all the time about the negative consequences of it and i'm sure we have a rough idea that it it very much distorts the relation of um the sexual act and like the brain too is and like... the brain, yeah i mean it, it totally rewrites the brain and of course adds to this issue that emerges in the modern world where we have you know instant access to instant pleasure yeah um which is not how if you move to you know iraq they don't have this right yeah. like they don't have instant pleasure available to them um and it's not natural for humans to have that so you're sort of reinforcing a false notion of reality um how do you overcome that you know a lot of self-control a lot of practice in self-control a lot of frequenting the sacraments um yeah you definitely want to talk to priests um potentially uh, a licensed psychologist would be helpful too because it is really difficult to break out of you know this sort of pleasure uh cage that you've put yourself in um and I have the utmost sympathy for that, but it's it's a challenge to get out. And in relation to chastity within relationships, well, I mean, again, it unfortunately just becomes sort of a practice in self-control. Um, yeah. And really, I'd say that the ultimate thing you've got to ask yourself is, do I love this person enough to not have sex with them? Again, it goes back to that because, as I said, even in marriage, there are times where you can't. Yeah. sex so all the more so in um, a relationship where you're not even bound to them yet by yeah. a sacrament um, they are not you two do not belong to each other yet um, so you neither of you have a right to do anything really um, and again that's just I mean practice and self-control I'd imagine don't put yourself in a situation where it could escalate yeah like you're moving the temptation yeah um and that's a lot they talk about that a lot with um porn at porn addiction as well as like you've got to learn what triggers you to um you know feel a certain way and try to remove those temptations as you just said yeah it's like I think a big I, I like especially what you said with the sacraments because I think like frequencing yourself with the Eucharist. I mean, I I definitely need to get a mass more, like daily mass more, and like adoration more. Oh, same. And like, yeah, no, I I I can. There's always work to be done, but it's like every time I go to mass or like every time I go to adoration, like I walk out 
so much more peaceful and it's just like like i'll walk out with a smile on my face it's just like it's it's crazy how much of an impact i can have but i think like a big part with chastity whether you're struggling with like the big things or even just like the slightest of things is like you need to like like guy and girl you need to like own up and like you actually need to admit that there's a problem going on because like as humans we can i mean the deadliest sin is is pride and it's like a lot of sins stem from pride and it's like we can be prideful and try to like cover up the fact that it's a problem or say it's not that big but like you need to admit it you need to remove the temptation and you need to like turn to god another thing that can be quite helpful too is to realize that you're not just doing this for yourself right you yeah. are staying pure for your future spouse and for the love of god thanks great yeah so if you keep in mind that a god loves you and wants what's best for you and you you have that motivation of his presence in the back of your mind and then also you know you want to be pure for your future spouse right yeah um i think those two can be when paired together very powerful motivators to stay chased you were dang straight that you're spitting bars jesus you know it's i just like i also i don't know i this might this is just an, an observation but it's just like a lot of and i especially like it's i know i know it can be hard for people especially like when you're so far deep and so like like whether you're struggling with chase like being chased or like even just like other aspects of life is like a big part of it is as cheesy as it sounds like it's you just it's never giving up on yourself and on god and like his will for you because i find that like even like op- like just observing like everyone around me is just like like i see a lot of strong people who like i can be like, like that like that is a person who will never give up like like it's just like like yeah. they're strong and like rooted in god but it's like a lot of people like when they're giving it stuff like they just snap and it's like and like you'll start to pick yourself back up and like repair like the like the burnt bridges but it's like once the bridge starts burning again instead of like standing up to the fire you like you like turn your tail and run from it and it's just like and then you just kind of like lose hopelessness and i mean i don't know like like if you're i mean if you're like dating someone or like even in a marriage it's like but like you can't give up on that like if one person gives up it falls apart like in a marriage if one person gives up like you're like you're done so like you're toast and it's like in a relation like in dating it's like if you're if one person gives up you're done like something some advice my mom gave me it was like two years ago i was going through a quarter life crisis and um, Those happen. yeah now they they have well i hope it's quarter life um <laughs> no it's <laughs> but no it was she gave me really good advice um my dad did too but she told me it's like when you're when you're looking to date somebody or when you're in a dating relationship like both people need to be giving a hundred percent and they need to be showing their best because like that ultimately is what you're going to be judging on the basis of whether you want to get married but it's like if they're not showing that in dating then it's like then it's just it's not really working and it's like and then she even went so far as to say it's like even in a marriage like both spouses could be giving 150 percent and love each other unconditionally but it's still going to be hard so like if a person's given 50 percent and it gets hard then it's like like it's going to just crumble and so i think especially with chastity with loving others and like with battling lust it's just like you have to have a strong foundation like in god and like you have to have a strong foundation of people around you to kind of like 
help pick you up and like hold you accountable to like any mistakes you might be making or like honestly to call you out when you're wrong a lot of people don't like receiving critical feedback or like receiving criticism but like sometimes fraternal correction is a part of the christian life and it's necessary but yeah i mean i think the the thing to realize too with um giving a hundred percent uh is that fundamentally um chastity ends up being about love and let us remember that um the god we worship is love and became incarnate and then um you know i think of this uh, the story of jesus carrying the cross he fell multiple times god himself fell under the weight of our sins um and it's a recurring um, motif to look at the cross and think that is what love is. And it really, it is. Um, you know, there was one story I remember hearing of a man, he was at, it was his wedding day, standing at the altar, or not, he's not standing at the altar, excuse me, he's in the pew and the priest is, um, has elevated the, the host, this is my body, you know, given for you, and the man realizes that that is he's sharing in this sort of communion with his almost wife uh in that he's called to act as christ well in a similar way to christ yeah in that he's giving his entire body and soul to this woman um and what does that look like well it looks like the cross which is terrifying but also we have to realize that god did it before us you know, he was crucified first. So we un- we need to understand that there is hope um, throughout the utter pain that sometimes can be chastity. Um, but it all is centered on this idea of love being inherently painful. Worth it, for sure. Because again, we worship love it's himself, but definitely painful. Yeah, and I find um, this was on... I think it was the Catholic Gentleman podcast that I was listening to it yesterday. Um, Phenomenal podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's it's 100%. pretty it's, it's pretty good. But um, it he like something that he said was or it may it was either in that or in the book I was reading. But it's like they said it was that like in in the Bible and like in the Gospels, like the picture that they paint of Jesus it seems to be a bit like I don't want to say like a bit effeminate. It's like it's. Like, like, it's kind of like they said, it's like, if you, if you were, if you were next to Jesus, you'd think he would smell like roses. It's, it's kind of like, it's, they said something along those lines, but it's like, it's like, no, like Jesus was, like, he was manhood. It's like, when you look up at like a crucifix, like, like an actual, like detailed crucifix, and like, you see like the blood seeping out his side or like, like the wounds and like the scars, it's like, it's like, he took that much pain for the sake of us. Like he selflessly gave himself it's like, they, literally, it wasn't until yesterday in Mass that the words that the priest says, like, before, um, it's like, this is my body given up for you, like, this is my blood given up for you. It's like, like, those words literally did not have, like, I, this sounds horrible, but it's like, I just didn't understand it. It didn't really have any meaning to me, literally until yesterday. And then after I heard that, and then went to Mass and, like, saw that, I, I got such, like, chills and I was just like, I was just like overcome with like, like God's presence and just, I was just like overwhelmed because it's like Christ, like he literally gave himself, he gave his, his whole body like 
it was just torn apart and like ravaged by like like scourging like like being nailed it was just it was crazy to think about that and it's here's the priest like acting in persona christi and like that is like christ's body like in front of me and like that's christ's blood and like to behold the lamb of god to like i get like immense like chills because it's like i'm beholding god like in his glory and it's like like i'm looking at like our savior like the god we worship and it's just like it's so crazy to think about that because it's there's the temptation to think that it's like when you're overcome by all these sins like like lust like a lack of chastity um like pride just any sin in general to to kind of just lose hope but you literally have hope right in front of you like hope itself like love itself like it's like god's just there and it's and he's waiting for you to like go back to him but i think mother Teresa said this like the closer you get to the kiss of christ like it's the more pain and suffering you endure the closer you get to the kiss of christ mm-hmm. and it's it's not easy and it's not an easy road and it shouldn't be an easy road because the road to being catholic the road to heaven is like narrow and straight it's going to be straight if you trust in god but it'll be like windy and curvy if you kind of just fall off and it's god right straight with crooked lines i believe it's the saying yeah yeah i was <laughs> there's no way i was going to get that saying no, i was i was i was struggling but um no i don't know it's just like it's so cool when you can actually like when you actually try to grasp your faith on a deeper level because it's i mean shoot dude i'm almost i'm almost like i'm almost 21 and it's and i like i've been alive for 20 years and it literally did not hit home until yesterday what those words actually meant and it's like now that i can like slight ever so slightly comprehend what that means now on a slight level it that just completely like, changed the whole ball game for me and it's it's so cool to see that but yeah i don't i don't know it's it's just it makes me like want to like actually you know put my big boy pants on and be even more of a man than join I us, was. Join us theology majors. Ah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I like studying business. I still think laws it, but you do you sure as heck know any free slots I have, I'm filled with theology classes. It's so, I don't know, dude. It's it's so cool. It's all about contemplating these mysteries. Dude, it's, uh, that's what Aristotle called the, the highest form of, you know, exercising your humanity is contemplating the divine. So Yeah, well, I mean, real quick, a funny, a funny story was I was in the spiritual direction. This was probably... A year and a half ago and i'm talking to a priest and he and, and i just like i straight up say i'm like father like i i just i just don't i just don't understand that it. it's like it's like i believe in the real presence like i know i know christ is there but it's like like to behold the lamb of god like the bread and the wine changing into the body and blood of christ i just don't understand it and he just looks at me and he's like it's called the mystery of faith for a reason um, and i was like and i was just like oh, i'm an idiot that but, is a great line <laughs> but yeah shoot Dude, well, I think we're approaching almost thirty minutes now. But you wanna, you wanna end it? You have any closing remarks? Are you good to? No, I think that that's a good place to end it. Okay, sweet. Okay, well, let's close in a prayer, and then the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Uh, God, thank you for being present in this conversation today. Thank you for bringing uh, Zach and I together here today to talk about uh, chastity and just all the other struggles that men and women face on a daily basis. Um, please help. Keep us strong. Keep all of us strong. Um, please help us to turn to you in times of trial and temptation. And just please give us hope. Uh, we ask this as we pray. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. May the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.